morning. God is good oh, and all the time. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to you worshiping with us online. Blessings to you. Uh, Pastor Luis Garcia, pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church. Blessings to all. Welcome everyone to this place that we call church. And that is the communion of the saints. That's us. <laughs> Part of the family of God that worships here at 11 a.m., right? To worship God, to learn about God, and to do something about our faith when we are sent out into the world. Today is a special day, a special Sunday for the Christian world because uh, as um, we are celebrating Holy Communion today. We will be joined by many, many Christians, millions of Christians around the globe as we celebrate World's Communion Sunday. And for those who get the memo, uh, I appreciate all of you who join us by wearing clothing from somewhere outside the United States. We are part of the worldwide family of God. So for now, as we begin this time of worship and praise, let us worship the Lord. Please stand as you are able, our worship leaders, the car, blessings to you, blessings to all. God is good all the time. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord one more time. How many came into the house of the Lord this morning with a joyful heart? Let's bless the Lord this morning because he has truly made us glad. Yeah. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has Come made on, me let's glad. Do that again. I will enter. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say, I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. How many know that this is the day? This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, this is the day. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Oh, this is the day that 
has made I will rejoice and be glad in it This is the day This is the day that the Lord has made He has made me glad He has made me glad He has made me glad I will rejoice for He has made me glad Are you glad today? He has made me glad I will rejoice for He has made me glad Father God, we thank you for another time to come into your house. Lift our hands and lift our voices and say thank you for all that you've done. Always being there and always providing for us, Father, we just say thank you. Thank you for waking us up in our right minds. Thank you for bringing us to this place on today. We ask you that our hearts receive the word that our pastor will bring forth on this morning and let your spirit be full and present here with us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
think about it. So many doors you've opened, so many ways you've made, so many times you've healed me. You've been better than good to me. So many doors, so many doors so you've opened, so many ways you've made, so many times you've healed me. You've been better than good. You've been better than good to me. study Sunday school today with a message and everything God bless God bless the people but you was leading the the, the the Sunday school the people are coming and in case you said well Sunday morning is too too early for me well now you have a chance this Wednesday we will begin a series of Bible studies via zoom uh, Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. The link will be sent via email and will be in our Facebook page. Uh, the material, actually, part of the material is there in, in the Nartex, in the table there. You can pick it up. will be sent also via uh, email uh, to you. But this Wednesday, we start Bible study Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. It's not Thursday. I know some of you are busy on Thursdays. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but Wednesday. All right. At this time, we will have our Bible reading that today comes from the letter from Paul to the Philippians. Chapter 2. Chapter 2. Verses 1 through 13. And please stand as you are able for the reading of the Word of God. Amen. <clears throat> if then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, 
but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. The word of God for the people of God. pray with me dear Lord as we come to this time of preaching and teaching we pray that we can find wisdom and direction 
May your Holy Spirit bring wisdom and discernment to our souls, love to our hearts, and the strength to put into action what we hear today. May the words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen and amen. Moving forward, Christianity is a faith that leaves out of the intention of our hearts. Christian faith, our salvation began in God's heart when he loved the world in such a way that he gave his only begotten son. So whoever, and we were looking at uh, that during our Sunday school class, so whoever Right? Everyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, eternal life. You have heard the term personal salvation. God wants to have a unique and special personal relationship with each one of us. It reminds me of parents that have more than one child. We know that each of our children is unique and special. God does an even better job of knowing each one of his sons and daughters. He has been calling each one of us and those that may come. And from the moment when we accept the faith... When we open the door of our hearts to God, uh, we start this process of growth, this process of perfection of our faith in God. But you know what? You know what? There's always room for improvement. Amen. There's always room for improvement. So there is this moment when we realize that the best way if not the only way, the best way to move forward, the best way to grow, the best way to go to the next stage in our spiritual life is to move as a group, to go as a community of faith, as part of the family of God that meets here in this place that we call our church, our congregation. So we have been looking into the cost of discipleship and how Jesus explains this denying of ourselves, this carrying our cross daily. And following him with the conscious and intentional actions that will make us able to understand and follow that will of God. That as Apostle Paul said, that will of God that is always good, pleasing, and perfect. Amen. 
Now, in our epistle uh, reading, uh, the letter reading today from Philippians uh, chapter 2, the Apostle Paul is writing not just to an individual, but to the whole, to a whole congregation. In fact, this is a very dear congregation to Apostle Paul. The Philippians, the church in Philippi. Philippi was a Roman colony and the largest city in the district of Macedonia. Paul and his team stay there for several days. And we talked about this a few Sundays ago, Acts chapter 16. On, on a Sabbath day, Paul and his team went outside the city gates to the river where they expect to find a place of prayer. Remember that? And in that place, it happened that it was a, a meeting from the United Woman, <laughs> the United Met, not Methodist then, but the Women's Society, right? There were women praying there. Actually, they have a visitor from another city, a businesswoman, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. And the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. First convert in what is now Europe. And her name was? Lydia. You can say, that's okay. <laughs> she was the first convert in Europe, right? Right? So this was a special place for Paul because that was the first city in what is now Europe that he started preaching, right? So, so Paul developed a very close and very dear relationship with the church in Philippi. We can see through, through his, uh, the whole book of, of Philippians uh, how, how Paul writes this letter in what some people describe as a letter of love, a love letter, a letter that you send to somebody that you really love, care for, and are so proud of. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Make my joy complete. It's like he's saying, I'm very happy for what you have done in Christ, but now make my joy complete. And then he goes on, be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord, and of one mind. Easy stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Paul goes from individual responsibility to a group effort. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. That's not that easy. 
You know, I, um, we mentioned this in Sunday school, but also I have it here. Um, I will have breakfast this Tuesday with, with a pastor from one of the churches in the neighborhood, that were neighbors in front. And to tell you the truth, I'm not really sure what denomination that, that church is, but one of the goals I always have when I go to meet with a pastor or pastors from other denominations is to find common ground common ground, so that we might develop or at least cooperate on some projects, right? At the very least, I hope to develop a good, a good relationship. I believe this approach is good and positive. But compared to what Paul is talking about, be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind, I think Paul is talking to the church about a much higher purpose or goal for the church. Imagine the Christian church in the world with the same mind, with the same love, in full accord and one mind. Imagine the things that the church of Christ could achieve in the name of the Lord if we are at that level of harmony. But that's, that is not all. Verse tres, three, verse tres, I was going to say tres, it's three. I know I'm wearing my Filipino shirt, so I would say different things today. Verse three, chapter two, Philippians. Do nothing for, from selfish ambition or conceit or pride, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ. No selfish ambition or conceit or pride. In humility, regard others as better than yourselves. Look not to your own interest, but the interests of others. If the cost of discipleship, as, as, we, as we talked a few weeks ago, if the cost of discipleship implied looking for good relationship and forgiveness, which is hard, I think we agreed on that, it is hard. I think living a life, a Christian life, as Paul is describing it here, he is not just going to the next level, but going way up to the next, next level. Can we do this? Would we do this? When Paul talks about humility, about not being selfish, about looking for the interests of others and, and so on. And when he said, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, 
there is one thing that helps me to understand a little bit more to understand what he is asking of you and me. And that is the cross. Jesus' sacrifice. That is the model of what Paul is asking the church of Philippi to move to. The kind of sacrifice, the kind of denial, the, the, the cost of following Jesus, that kind of love for God so loved the world. And so taking that example and putting, putting it into practice in all our dealings, endeavors, relationships, conversations, connections, uh, in all our things as individuals and as, as a church. Wow. Can we do that? Would we do that? And I welcome our friends to our church. But if there is something we should be aware of, it is that the church, and I'm talking about the church in general, the Christian church, especially in the United States, if there's something we should be aware of, it is that the church is struggling. And not only, not only in attendance, but in its testimony, reputation, credibility, you name it. The role of the church and its authority in the world is and will be constantly questioned. And in many cases, we as a church, and again, in general, the Christian church, we as a church, we're not helping ourselves. We're not helping ourselves. Um, I can talk about the Methodist church, but uh, let's talk in general, right? I was, I was reading an article that said that, that more Christians in the United States are moving towards theologically conservative denominations. I said, that's okay. In fact, I come from that heritage, and it can be a good thing. Um, I do agree and find common ground, as I said, common ground in, in, in theology and doctrine. And doctrine. Um, but the issue is this, uh, brothers and sisters, the issue is that some factions of this type of congregations, a few too many, when the, these churches need to react to issues in our community, or when those churches engage in politics that do not benefit the more vulnerable in society, it is my opinion, yeah, that those, the actions and, and comments of some of those churches do not reflect what we just read in Philippians chapter 2, 1, 2, 3. It does not reflect that invitation to dinner that, that we were talking about, <laughs> right? Looking for the interests of others. Having the same mind of Christ, which, by the, by the way, the, the mind of Christ is global. Yeah. Having the same mind of, of Christ regarding the issues of injustice in our society and the world. And I'm preaching to the choir here, I know that, but the church needs to speak out about social injustice. Remember, even silence 
equals complicity, consent. Now, let me tell you that, that if you have not already noticed, of course, some, some of you don't know me yet, but if you have noticed, uh, not noticed uh, you will find that I don't talk much about other churches, and it doesn't look like it, right? But I don't like to critique or, uh, uh, what other churches do or say. I believe there are churches for all kinds of people and people for all kinds of churches. Uh, and I think we all have a place in society. Uh, but you might notice that, that lately some of the churches that are on TV or in the news more often, and this is not just a coincidence, some of those churches are those that profess uh, what is called the gospel of prosperity. You probably have heard of this, or prosperity uh, theology. You have heard from me that God has been good to my family and ministry. We are not rich by any means, but we, can, we cannot complain, and we are grateful. Uh, I know God prospers those who are faithful. That I, I know. That I know. Um, and then, but, but then w when we see the whole package of teaching and doctrines of the so-called gospel of prosperity and compare it to Paul's teachings uh, here in Philippians chapter 2, do nothing from selfish ambition or pride, but in humility regard others as better and, than, than yourselves. Let each of you look not for your own interests, but to the interests of others. When, when we compare those things, I believe that there is a dissonance, to say the least. There's a dissonance between uh, what the prosperity theology teaches and what Paul is teaching here about having the same mind of Christ. Having said that, <laughs> and even we can agree or disagree with other uh, denominations on such, there's always the moment when all those questions come back to us. And so we need to answer each one of those questions. When we need to look at our own heart, at the intentions of our hearts, and ask the same questions. How am I doing regarding Paul's teachings? Do I have selfish ambitions? Do I look out for my own interest? Do I have Christ's mind and conviction? Do I love as Christ loved. And that is why I don't talk much about other churches, because I need to look at my own heart. Amen? Yes. I need to look at my own heart. In the end, sisters and brothers, we need to be honest about how we are doing with our own heart. When we read uh, chapter 2, verse 5, Philippians, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. We need to ask ourselves, how are we doing as a church in this regard? 
And it is very interesting how Paul brought the church from verse 1 to 5 to think about these things, to question themselves, to look at their own heart, to, to put it in that moment, because then, then, as they say, tuche. <laughs> what Paul writes from verse 6 to 11 is a masterpiece. It is one of those verses that you need to have highlighted there in your Bible. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 11 is a masterpiece. It is one of the greatest declarations of faith of what Jesus did for you, for me, and for everyone else. According to scholars, according to scholars, these verses, I hope you have your Bibles open there, but according to scholars, these verses were part of a hymn or a song, right, that the primitive church sang during their worship time. And that was a way to recognize, but also to teach and give testimony of exactly what uh, these verses say. We don't know for sure the way this song was sung, right? If you have any idea, let me know. But I would like to think that this, that it was like what is called a crescendo. If you know what a crescendo is, ask them. All right, after worship. But it's a movement that goes up and up and up. And it starts in verse 6. Check your Bibles there. Christ, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form. And there he goes again. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death. On the cross. I can imagine people, uh, Christians, singing this. Therefore, so it says, therefore, is listen to this. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bend in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Say it with me, that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. How can you sing such a hymn and stay the same? You cannot. I mean, the realization that what we have or what we do is nothing compared to what Jesus gave up 
for you and for me and for many and to what Jesus achieved in the glory of our Lord. And yet we are called, we are invited to offer whatever we have and to be part of this story of victory. Can you imagine the power of these sentences in the life of those first Christians? Many of them gave it all. I mean, including their lives for the sake of the kingdom. Can we imagine that as they sang, they committed themselves more and more and more to the mission that transformed the world? to that mission that came all the way to these days, and that is why we are here today. We are here today worshiping. We are here today praising the Lord. We are here today confessing these truths, and we are here today asking God, God, Help me to live out these truths in my life. In my life. How can we sing a song like that and stay the same? And stay the same. Paul is challenging the church to live out what they sang. To live out what they believed. To move up to the next level. Maybe way up the next, next level in their own journey as a church. That was Paul's challenge for the church back then. And for each one of us today. To move forward. To move on to the next level. Can we? Would we? Life is not my own To you I be 
myself, I give myself to you. I give myself away. Oh God, I give myself away. So you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you. So Paul is challenging the church back then, but also challenging us today. And it might seem like too much. But then he adds, verse 13, chapter 2 of Philippians. For it is God who is at work in you. It is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. God will make it happen. God will make it happen. Our attitude, our mind, our heart as the one in Jesus. It, it might take time. It has taken 40-something years for me. More than that. God will make it happen. I would like to share with you that in the Methodist Church, we celebrate what is called Open Communion. So everybody here is welcome to celebrate communion with us. We still have the, the protocol for COVID, so we're using these little um, uh, communion sets. Uh, there's a, a wafer and there's the juice. And so everybody here is invited to celebrate a communion. God will make it happen. So as we come to this sacred moment when we remember and celebrate what God and only God could have done through his son Jesus, and that is our salvation. We come with confidence that he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, he will, along with him, graciously give us all things and all things necessary to do his will. I'm going to move to front here. And as I consecrate the elements, I will uh, ask you to wait, and then we can have communion all together.
On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. As we proclaim the mystery of faith, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Let us pray. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with your church throughout the world and strengthen it in every nation and among every people to witness faithfully in your name. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. And now with the confidence that we are God's children, let us pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. We take our communion set, and there's one part with the wafer there. But Christ broken for you and me. The cup of salvation for the world. Will you pray with me? And now, God, what we have celebrated today and remember, be the mark, the mark of our lives, the testimony each day that we belong to you, that we are yours. We pray all this. In the name of Jesus.
This is the good news. In Christ, God's plan for salvation was accomplished. We are forgiven. We are made new. We will complete God's joy by sharing compassion, forgiveness, hope with everyone we meet. And thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. As we come to our time when we offer our worship uh, to God through our offerings and tithes, I would like uh, to read from 2 Corinthians 9, uh, 7. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Amen and amen. We are receiving the offering at this moment for you worshiping with us online. There are ways that you can send your tithes, your gifts, your offerings, blessings to all. Let us dedicate uh, the offerings for this morning. Let us pray. Holy God of the infinite patience and grace, we bring our offerings today, knowing that our actions too often don't live up to our intentions and aspirations. Yet, you wait patiently for us to find our way back to the path. May our giving this day and our living reflect our desire, the intentions of our heart to be on the path that would be recognized as, a faithful, to the, as faithful to the Savior in whose blessed name we pray, amen um, and amen. I was, I'm mixing my, my Spanish with my French and my English today. I don't know, it's, it's World's Communion Sunday, you know, it's, it's World's Communion. But I was reminded as I was um, preparing the sermon, the, this, this verse, he um, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with Christ, graciously give us all things, all things? But this is not prosperity theology. All things in order to follow him, to follow God. Please stand as you are able to receive the benediction and as we are enduring the journey, as we follow Jesus, may the peace of God, the love of the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses, be with you, with your families, now and forever. Amen. amen. And amen. And let the people of God say,